Welcome to What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World? Today, I want to discuss what you need to know about God and unequal justice. Today, our country is almost unrecognizable with many disturbing trends that's occurred rapidly over the last two years and that are destroying constitutional rights and the quality of life in many of our major cities and our country as a whole and causing much discomfort for the American citizen as the radical left pushes to transform America to a socialist paradigm. One of the major problems emerging today is a two-tiered system of justice. Yes, today, the progressive left, which now includes the Democratic Party, has developed a system of unequal justice and disparate treatment towards their fellow opposition and the conservative right. Even though our nation's motto is one nation under God with liberty and justice for all, and even though our nation's goal should always be to keep justice equal, blind, and balanced. And it's not just the Democrats, but the mainstream media has been co-opted and joined forces with the left as well, becoming the propaganda arm of the left. And that's a problem, because when the media abdicates its responsibility and fails to present both sides of every story fairly, and omits anything that does not align with the left's narrative, agenda, and goals to change America to its liking, and fails to keep the government in check by aggressively pursuing and reporting unopinionated truth from all sides, disparate treatment under the law becomes inevitable, and that is occurring today as conservatives are relentlessly and disproportionately under attack by the progressive left. But this is a dangerous trend that should concern every one of us because when you don't have equal justice, nobody is safe. We're all vulnerable as anybody can become a target of a system that operates to undermine and destroy its opposition as the left is attempting to do to the right. And as the left launches into this power grab over the country, dismantling and destroying our democracy one brick at a time, the absentee media has become its accomplice rather than its check for democracy's sake. Thus, it is failing the American public. But if we had a properly functioning, neutral, honest media, it would be impossible to pull off this unequal justice. So, as a news connoisseur, it's just wise to get your news from various sources, left and right, and determine truth for yourself without any filters, and become an independent thinker apart from the mainstream media's influence. Now, in this two-part series, we will highlight examples of this unequal justice in light of biased news reporting and dissect how it's negatively impacting our country. So let's begin. First of all, it's ironic, but our country, America itself, is a major victim and casualty of biased news reporting and unjust treatment. For many years now, the media's output of stories are always designed to damage the country's image and reputation and reflect negatively on its origins, history, and its accomplishments as they attack the founders and the foundations of this country and denounce and brand it as a white supremacist, systemically racist country. And they have elevated slavery as the defining mark of this nation. In my estimation, they use this approach for ratings and to attract and capture black viewership. But here's the problem with their reporting. Our nation, its founding, and its history is so much more complex than to be reduced to a single characteristic or era, as the media likes to focus mainly on slavery and the Jim Crow era, and have the audacity to equate that time period to America today. Even though 
There are no plantations, no masters, no chains on your legs, or hot iron branding in your skin, or sun up to sundown crop picking, bull whips for learning how to read, no black code laws, no white and colored separate facilities or segregation, nor anything that characterized that time period is literally present today. So they will tell you instead the racism is institutionalized and under the radar because it is more subtle and not easily detected. I will say, yes, there are remnants of racism in our society, which you will always have, because you are dealing with human beings who in their sinful nature can be racist. And to eradicate racism, you would have to exterminate every human being on the earth. But in the grand scheme of things, despite the media claims of widespread racism, America has progressed to a place where there is no wholesale system in place to keep blacks down and from progressing as it was during slavery and Jim Crow, even with the subtle nuances of racism that you might find today. And it is not a true comparison as they try to convince blacks you can't progress in America today because the fact is blacks progressed quite well during the 50s on in spite of the Jim Crow laws of the land and institutionalized racism. And our estate as blacks in our communities were better off then than now because we own virtually everything in our neighborhood and we had intact families. And that spirit and drive for success can still propel blacks beyond their circumstances today and is much more attainable today for blacks. So to me, the media's attempts to substantiate that America is systemically racist by drawing parallels to slavery and Jim Crow to the state of racial complexities today is faulty and misleading. And so is their claims of massive white supremacy today. Today our challenge is more classist than racist as the wealth gap keeps widening. Moreover, right now today, people in systems are beginning to discriminate and be racist against white people through diversity, equity, and inclusion policies that's even being fought in the courts right now. Then too, another faulty play by the media to vilify the country as systemically racist is to only amplify the sins of the nation yet they choose to ignore all the good that this country has performed. For it's easy to be considered bad and evil if you are judged simply based on your sins, but an accurate assessment includes the good that's also been done. So let me paint another picture of America for you. First, we have to put our history in context. Yes, slavery was an integral part of this nation's history. But the media conveniently omits the fact that slavery was an integral part of history globally. From year zero in God's time, virtually every kingdom, every nation has always had slaves, including Africa, for most of the world history up until about the 19th century. Though the media treats slavery like it was isolated and only occurred in America when it was a worldwide historical phenomenon since the beginning of time. Now we can all acknowledge that slavery was bad and worse in some places and time periods than in others, but there were always voices that were anti-slavery and slavery did disappear when Christianity began to spread. 
And since that time, America has come a very long way and made remarkable strides in progress in race relations. Socially, we've gone from segregation to integration and all the way to electing a black president. Is America perfect? No, but no country is. But let's judge America fairly, and an honest assessment will always take into account the good, the bad, the ugly, and even the redeeming works. You see, America did not get off scot-free. The retribution of the Civil War was devastating for the country where over half a million citizens lost their lives in the battles to liberate slaves. And the country has steadily moved into transforming itself into a place of equal opportunity for all. Yes, there is still work to do, but it is nowhere near what the media portrays. Instead, we have to conclude that there is much good in this country that God has blessed as it is a country that has afforded every one of us opportunities to advance and attain a level of prosperity and a quality of life uncommon and envied in the majority of the world. But none of this matters to progressives and the mainstream media because this one-sided myopic reporting about slavery and white supremacy is simply a ploy to keep blacks a captive audience and distract them from the real problems. It's their shiny object while they deflect from the things they want to hide and things that are going on that will have a catastrophic impact on the lives of every individual in this country as America as we know it is being destroyed. Things like exchanging our biblical heritage and traditional values for godless values, or things like crime and violence with the loss of law and order on our streets, the war on the middle class, surging homelessness, and the lowering rate of homeownership. You have the poor education and dumbing down of our kids and boys in our girls' bathrooms, policies of transgenderism that preys on our children, you have politicians who care more about lining their own pockets than that of American citizens. You have government overreach and surveillance into every area of our lives, including into our bank accounts, where they'll soon be able to restrict your purchasing power as they go cashless to a digital currency. And you have the government infusing censorship and radical sexual policies policies into all of our institutions and climate change policies that you will not be able to opt out of will they'll control major appliances and many things in your home and life. You have secret hazardous Chinese bio labs located in our communities. You have a complete demographic shift through open borders and illegal immigration of people, the majority of military-age men, many who don't share our values nor know our laws, which will breed instability and a loss of sovereignty in the nation. And the media is silent on this. And to top all of this off, you have the rise of a global elite class that wants to dictate, dominate, and rule the world, including America, as it loses its superpower status and China emerges on top. Then, too, you have unrest and instability in virtually every country in an interconnected world. And our world is on the brink of a nuclear war war and so much more. And these massive shifts and changes are destroying the country and are doomed to negatively affect every person in the near future. And the media and the left want you focused on slavery that happened over 400 years ago. So for all the blacks who are bought into the media's hype that uses slavery and racism as their pretext, and they have you advocating for safe spaces and segregation from whites, you're doing yourself no favors. 
Your world is changing very rapidly while you are being duped into a stupor about slavery and white supremacy. The question becomes, can you as a black person ignore that shiny object of racism and white supremacy that the media dangles in front of you every day, enslaving you to a false narrative, holding you prisoner to your past as they keep you looking at everything through the prism of race? Because in the process, you allow your past to become your present. Instead, let's consider this. Throughout history, many races of people have been enslaved, but most move on learning from the past. And while it's good to know your history, it's counterproductive to keep relitigating and rehearsing it. Instead, it's more advantageous for us as Blacks to move forward into constructive conversations and projects that enable us to improve our own conditions without continuously faulting the white man for keeping us down or looking to the liberal left to lead and guide us by the hand or looking to the government to throw crumbs and carrots our way. There are things we can do as a people to improve ourselves. So yes, America is a casualty of this one-sided unjust reporting, and such reporting cripples Blacks' momentum to thrive, and it is causing racial tension and division. Moreover, it is causing a two-tier system of justice in this country, and that matters because God is a God of justice and equal treatment under the law. So now let's switch gears to examine this two-tiered system of justice in light of biased news reporting. If you pay close attention, you'll find there is unequal news reporting of crime based on the race of the victim and the perpetrator. If the perpetrator is white and the victim is black, then the reporting is amplified 1,000 times to substantiate a so-called racist America. Here is a case in point. Recently, around the same time, a young black male was shot as he innocently knocked on the door of a white male, and thank God he did survive. But in an unrelated incident, a young white female was shot as she sat in a car that accidentally ended up in the wrong driveway, and sadly, she was killed instantly. But the media disproportionately reported on the first case involving the young black male, giving it prominent prolonged attention while coverage of the young white female was scant and minimal, obviously because it didn't fit their narrative of America as a racist white supremacist country, but the first incident did. But in that same vein, the media totally ignores the chronic decades-long black-on-black crime that's exterminating our black youth and refuse to report on the massive crime wave committed by black assailants, but will hype up every mass shooting by a white person. Indeed, the media overhypes every story regarding a white person or the police killing of blacks, which is very tragic. But it's wrong to disproportionately report on such stories while minimizing others simply because the perpetrator and the victim are the wrong color and because it doesn't give credence to a racist American narrative. But let's be clear, this one-sided reporting is not healthy nor helpful for our black youth, communities, the country, nor you. As long as this is occurring, it's impossible to move forward and effectively address and combat racial issues through conversation, dialogue, and meaningful, effective techniques to eliminate racial barriers. Translated, that means we need a properly functioning media that gives an accurate assessment of our country, holds every person accountable, 
and gives equal weight to every newsworthy story of the same caliber, regardless of color of perpetrator and or victim. And for all the race baiters who bash this country and politicize and make money off of high-profile cases of the killing of blacks by whites or the police, how about working within the communities and with the police to mitigate black-on-black -black crime and the disproportionate crime committed by our black youth? And rather than allowing them to terrorize their neighborhoods and be the leading perpetrators of violence on our streets, let's be proactive to help bring prosperity and economic opportunities to their communities. Devise programs and facilities to get them off the streets and out of gangs in an effort to save young black lives. Moreover, let's promote education and remove the stigma of black youth thinking that being educated is acting white. And let's get the fathers back involved in their children's lives. And it would be beneficial to stop telling our black youth they are victims of the man and white supremacy and that they can't make it in this country because it's too racist. Especially when you as newscasters, lawyers, and activists have already made it and been successful in this country. And when other people of color, Haitians, Jamaicans, Hispanics, have moved to this country, taken advantage of the opportunities, and have worked hard, advanced, obtained financial independence, and prospered. Instead, let's start looking internally and not so much externally to root causes and solutions to our problems because contrary to popular belief, white supremacy is not our major problem today. And at some point, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and recognize what role we play in the deterioration or the edification of our communities. And we can do this by being role models and emphasizing self-respect, respect of others, character, self-determination, a hard work ethic, and being law-abiding, hard-working citizens who take pride in their community to contribute to its welfare. Let's train our youth in these etiquettes. But the most important strand in improving the standard and quality of life for Blacks and for all races is to yielding and submitting ourselves to the God who created us. We must stay connected to Christ to have a fruitful, meaningful life. In John 15, Christ puts it this way, I'm the vine, you're the branches. No branch can bear fruit separated from the vine. So you must remain in the vine to bear much fruit. For apart from me, Christ, you can do nothing. According to scriptures, unless you are connected to Christ the vine, all of your works are worthless. To have true success, we must be connected to Yeshua and pursue Yahweh God's ways and not the ways of man. And the silver lining in that is that when you commit to Christ, he commits himself to you and will free you from this victim, hopeless, helpless mindset. For your destiny is in Christ's hands alone, who is the author and finisher of your life. And it's too important to be overthrown or overruled by earthly conditions and or human efforts. For no white man, nor black man, nor even demons can usurp your destiny when you fully surrender to Christ. For Christ will help you to overcome all odds against you to ensure that you arrive at his predestinated goals and accomplishments for your life. To conclude here, black people, you are better off than what the media is portraying to you. 
So let's rise to the occasion. Stay connected to the divine Christ and trust God to always do the exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And America is a great country created for justice for all because God is a God of justice. And where some have shown only disdain for this nation, we express our great gratitude for the divine beneficence, guidance, and favored status that God has shown to us. Show us all our sins. Forgive us our transgressions, Lord. Manifest yourself in powerful ways to all the unsaved and to all men. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for continuing to bring salvation, racial harmony, and prosperity and justice to all in this nation and world. Amen. See you next time for part two.